What's up, everybody? And welcome back, 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 back to another episode of Orange and Blue Thing. This is what we call the disaster show. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Daramina. What up? Lizzie's here. Drinking beer. And we have just, just, just a good night all around. Uh, they swept Arizona. They lost two out of three to Miami. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, actually twice already. If you're listening afterwards on, uh, you know, as the podcast, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties here. The studio <laughs> did get ripped down half, and then I put it back up. I didn't touch any of these settings of the computer, but for whatever reason, we're having some tech problems here. I'm but yeah, trying. what we were saying twice already, uh, we would expect the Mets to maybe play like they did against the Marlins, against the Brewers, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And obviously, last night was uh, ended on a sour note. You can't expect Familia to be perfect every day, no. but. It would be better for him and the bullpen if the bats gave them more to work with. I mean, what what, what more can Degrom do? You yeah, know? no, nothing, nothing more. I mean, it's it's look, it, it's not. I don't think Jake is going to like openly revolt or anything like that. And and he said all the right things after the game. And Jerry Smiley doesn't want to blow saves. Um, but it's unfortunate that they're five and five in his starts, and he's pitching to uh, the best ERA in the National League. So. It's just, I mean, look, I don't really know what to say about the game last night because I was feeling good and I dozed off for a little bit and then I woke up and saw the Castro hit. You so know, I'm, I'm so sure. it was like, oh, good. That was a nice way to wake up. It's just, it was a, it's a, you, they can't, they can't afford this. It's right, right, just, right. It's just not doable. You know, I, I try to be locked in when I'm watching the game and some, you know, a, you know, I'm sure people that follow the Sevillon account, they know if I'm watching or not because sometimes I'm completely silent. Like, I won't watch a full game. Like, uh. Tuesday night we're at McKellar. There wasn't one tweet about the game because I was busy. But right. uh, last night, I'm not going to lie, I had the, the the put it in the books tweet ready to go yeah. and then quickly deleted. So I'm sure a lot of people had their, you know, even like the Beep guys, they have like their story written up. Got to scrap that, that one. That was the worst. Added an extra paragraph about Familia. But that's just the worst. When you have to lose your lead like that, that's, that's terrible. Have you ever read, uh, I think it was Tacoma or someone last year said, this is what my lead would have been yeah. if the no-hitter happened or if that happened. It's actually pretty interesting. There was it's an account dedicated yeah. just to that. I think that's it was Tacoma cool. or maybe Jared Diamond. Oh, that's one cool. of those guys. I got to look it up. Maybe that would I'll... be a great Twitter account for, it was, for it, one of the writers. They started one. They did? It was just for what would have happened, like that, what their story would have been. You got to tell me what account that is because that would be really, really cool. So let's – uh, we're going to scrap a couple things here from the beginning because yeah. we obviously just ran – a little bit late here, but happy birthday to Bartolo. Yeah. Do you ever think that Mets fans are going to get tired of this guy? No, because I think it kind of ended perfectly, right? Like, he, he did all he could do for them, and then he left, and we understood why. He had, it was terrible last year, and if he had been terrible last year with the Mets, it would have sort of been like, oh, get this guy off the team, he, he's washed up, kind of like what we're doing with Jose Reyes right now. And I, th I think it's great for him that he sort of has left this indelible mark in flushing. So I think Mets fans will always love this guy. I mean, I can't see how you couldn't. Like, for us, we have a little bit more of a connection because we, we were there for that moment that everyone likes to replay right. on the hit on the, you know the historic day. Yeah. I think it was May sixth of his home run. But yeah, happy birthday to Big Old Bart. He's still kicking. Forty five. Yeah. Yeah. He took a uh, a liner off the gut last Hell week yeah. and, st and still made the out. Uh, and he's still got some legs too. He's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so. Big weekend, Memorial Day. Yes. I like your blog that you put up today. Thank you. You know, I got a text from my father, mm. nice and early. He knows I'm up early with Amelia. And uh, he said, because last year, I think I may have screwed it up. I think when, it was Memorial Day, and, and uh, we talked about it on the we show. We did last talk about year, it on the yeah. show. And he's like, hey, just make sure you don't screw this up again tonight, son. And then you wrote the blog post, yeah. not even like an hour or two later. So let's get into that. Yeah, Ken Rosenthal had a great story on The Athletic today. And it basically, we took it from a Mets spin, right? Because Sandy Alderson did play a role in this. But uh, Major League Baseball rethought the way they're going to honor Memorial Day. 
Um, you know, look, you, you only have to look at sports uh, for more than five seconds to understand that it's so intertwined with patriotism. You know, we see, we've seen what's gone on in the NFL, uh, you know, everything. There's a hometown hero of the game or whatever in the fourth inning at ballparks all over the country. And I totally understand of honoring somebody's service, but we should be correct in what we're honoring. And of course, Memorial Day is about those who gave their lives for their country. And I think it's only appropriate that Major League Baseball starts to kind of correctly honor uh, the spirit of the day. They're going to do that. They changed it from Welcome Back Veterans to, I believe, TAPS and and. Uh, the other one is fold. And what it's, was it again? Uh, it was something like uh, the, all the proceeds or all, all the royalties. So as you know, it's uh, it's going to be the the royalty donation that's broken up in a little bit. It won't be a hundred percent. But it's at a, uh, a league pledge of a yeah. minimum of uh, five hundred thousand, half a million dollars. Yeah, right. so that's great. Uh, what's the other besides uh, taps? What's the other? It's up a little bit. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Taps and Folds of Honor Foundation folds of honor, right. receive 100% of the royalties from the sales. Very cool. So I, I would love to see them, at least from a uniform perspective, go to something more understated, right? I mean, like camo kind of what I, I called it in the blog, soldier cosplay doesn't really seem appropriate for a day that we're supposed to be honoring those who did wear the uh, who fallen that did wear the uniform. But. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll go to something more toned down in, in the in the future. In the so future, in the really. in the in the past, they, did they not donate any of the money? They donated. No, they definitely donated money the whole time. I saw. You know, you see the people respond online, right. like, "Well, how come it's only the proceeds of the of the royalties?" I'm like, right. "This stuff costs a lot of money to make. That it, you can't expect the business to make that much apparel for free." Yeah, you know, I I think that's a f- half fair criticism. I think that yes, totally you. You can't necessarily expect the apparel company to make it for free. But that being said, you know, there's also this like you you know that you're they're getting huge PR benefits off this as well. And they're they're a bigger company. Like when you when you do something for charity, you donate a certain portion because I mean, you're not New Era, you're not Nike, you're not whatever. Right, right, right. So they're they're your margins are different. With those guys, that they have a little bit of bigger margins, maybe they could be a little bit more. And that's what we did with the Howie shirt. When I was talking to right. Howie about doing the, the Put It in the Book shirt, which is going to be back in stock tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern on the sevenline.com, uh, we pay a royalty to the Player Association to use a player's yeah. likeness. And that's what we basically did for Howie. So right. that chunk that would have went to them is now going to the Mets Foundation. Look, I'm but- not going to turn my nose up to anybody doing something good for charity. So I think it's great. I think that the it's great that the spirit is, is kind of back in the proper place. Absolutely. So I forgot to mention this in the jump because we actually had three jumps tonight. Uh, if you retweet the show right now, if you're watching on Twitter or Periscope or share the show right now, if you're watching on Facebook, we have two copies of Davy Johnson's memoir, My Wild Ride in Baseball and Beyond to give away with the foreword by Howie Rose and Jim Palmer. And you know what's what I like about this? On the inside here, it says uh, as presented in his first memoir. Do people usually have more than one. I, I guess like if it's ten. A, I guess, but I mean that's right? the story. This, there's your life in here. Well, you know? Do you need to you need to do it twice? Mick Foley, a uh, Long Island resident, and uh, and it, he's a very uh, popular guy. He had multiple memoirs. Really? Yeah. Right, how about that? I, I guess if you section up portions of your life, right, and the baseball playing days, or in his case, the wrestling era from the '80s to the '90s, and that we were talking about this before we went live. Someone actually uh, responded to me on Twitter. They said that they got uh, an e version or whatever they call it of. 
Keith Hernandez's book, and mm. Keith actually reads the book to you. There you go. I have to download that because I can listen to Keith talk about pretty much anything. That but, would be pretty great. Uh, as we do each week, we want to give a little shout out to the one city that's not in the New York area that broke the top five in the downloads of the podcasts. And this week, it is Atlanta holding down number five. So uh, there are some stories that have been popping up in the news in the past couple of days, one of one of which uh, the f- a federal judge ruled it's unconstitutional for Trump to block users. Whether you believe that or you know agree with that or not, there's also a story that came out after I, I saw this recently. This kid was uh, bringing a sign to a game. I think he did it actually back in April that uh, he was blocked by Noah Syndergaard, and uh, he was basically just asking if Noah could unblock him. So. Uh, I guess they saw no response after that happened back in April, but then he added me on Saturday, and I'm sitting there on my couch. I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me blog this for this kid and see if I can help out. And within, like, I don't know, 15 minutes, Noah, like, quote, tweeted it, mm-hmm. and the, the traffic was, like, unbelievable. And he, I think he replied something like, um, like, yeah, you're oh, here it is. Connor knows what he did, but I'm benevolent. He's unblocked, but I'll be watching him. So that's <laughs> not to say that, like, every fan that's blocked by a player should now – make a sign and go to a game <laughs> but i wrote in the in the article there um i did a little research unless mm-hmm. this kid deleted some tweets the only thing he wrote in there was after it was back a few years ago uh noah gave up a stolen base to the opposing pitcher on the diamondbacks right and he wrote like get your shit together man you're giving up stolen bases to the opposing <laughs> that pitcher. was a bad series but then. as you know we've talked about this who knows if noah runs his account completely i'm sure he looks at it but mm-hmm. Whoever does run it, that's a soft move to block a fan. It's basically passionate and saying, like, hey, maybe don't give up as many runs, uh, stolen bases to the pitcher. To get blocked for that, that's pretty soft. I think it depends, right? I think it depends. You can do whatever you want with yeah. the block button. But, like, it's it's a little, in that instance, if that is really what put Noah over mm-hmm. the edge, that's soft. I don't know if I don't know if that is really what put him over. I, Probably not. I mean, who it, knows? It this kid be. could be lying it can't be. It can't and he deleted be. something. But maybe. there's a lot of people that actually are blocked by people and they don't even know why. Like That's the true. like players, players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Brubaca. Like, I'm blocked by Noah. Like, I have no idea why. But, you know, who knows? He may have been drunk when I wrote something stupid <laughs> yeah, on you, Twitter. You, but. Never, you never know, but there are instances where that happens where it's like, you've been blocked by viewing these tweets and you're like, wait. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I very rarely run into that, but I have run into but it. But Fox picked that up and actually ran I with saw. it. So, yeah, like yeah, Monday's yeah. traffic was pretty nice. So, there uh, you go. shout out to Fox. They said I'm a prominent Mets blogger. I don't even really think I'm really much of a blogger, but well, that's pretty cool. You're prom- we were like, you're, whoa. <laughs> you're a prominent Dusting one. Dusting off his shoulders. <laughs> I like that. That's very good, right there. Uh, there's a little joke on Twitter from this one joker that used to write that he was so influential. I think uh, Tom Watson wrote something. So I wrote something uh, after Noah actually listened pretty quickly. I'm like, oh. So ins- uh, influential. Only some people probably got that or knew what the joke was about. But anyway, uh, let's talk about McKellar. On a Tuesday, Lizzie and I were there uh, scanning a whole bunch of credit cards. And uh, Lizzie had a better go of it. You're on the screen right now. Uh, Lizzie had a better time of it because she actually had the Bluetooth scanner to help scan our fans' everybody, credit cards. Everybody thought that was so fancy. Well, yeah, and I and mine broke. So <laughs> I had the little swiper with like the, the one of these like stupid cords that Apple makes you buy now because they got rid of the headphone jack. Yeah. So I had to manually look at. I, you did have so I don't know. We sold four hundred fifty credit cards I was and manually going faster than you were at one point. Uh, you, ha- like, of co- you had to be. I was manually typing in all the credit cards. <laughs> so anyway, not to bore you guys with how we got through the process, <laughs> but we did invite the season ticket 
season ticket holders out to McKellar on Tuesday to help give them a pre-sale so they were automatically able to purchase tickets for Boston. So we have 1,600 tickets. 400 are now locked up by the season ticket members. The other 1,200 will go up on our website on June 7th. So make sure you set an alarm and pick those up. They go up at noon on June 7th. 1,200 tickets. They are going to go very, very fast. Remember you said noon and not 10. I know. I screwed that up sometimes. But <laughs> I think that this is this might be the largest showing of season ticket members at an away game ever. I think it's it's like 78% of the season ticket members actually are coming to Boston. So that's, it was awesome. That's the turnout great. was great. I'm, I'm so excited. You know what? And I wasn't really sure what to expect that. Like McKellar, and I hope McKellar wasn't expecting more because people did come in, buy the tickets, and then bounce or go to the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did have the drink special, so thank you to those guys. It was, for it was really smooth. They're awesome. So that yeah, I'll go back there again and again and again. Absolutely. So Bri, uh, I was there when the news broke for Batista. So you know, like I was saying before, I didn't get, get to really watch much of the game mm-hmm. or tweet any of it, but. Uh, I was, you know, following through the the rumblings of what the fans were saying in McKellar and hearing what they had to say about it. What do you think about it? I think it's fine. Uh, Based on where they are, especially against left-handed pitching, I think it's fine. Um, Look, we were kind of talking in the Slack channel amongst ourselves, and I said more Jose Batista probably means less Jose Reyes. And at this point, it might be six and one, half dozen the other. But, I mean... Uh, look, the guy hit 23 home runs last year. I'm not going to turn my nose up at that. It seems like he's on the decline of his career. But let's face it. I mean, against left-handed pitching, they are a skeleton crew. And they have three outfielders now, basically, all of which are left-handed. Jay Bruce hasn't gotten it going. So, you know, you need to find other options to try to infuse some offense into the lineup. And I'm fine with this. It's low-risk, high-reward. I saw something today that said Jay Bruce is the best outfielder hitting off of lefties, and it's like 210. Yeah, it's You know, bad. and seconds like Conforto, like one whatever. Yeah. It's like they're not doing anything. So although, to get this guy in there and contribute immediately was, was pretty nice, too. Yeah, although Brandon Nimmo had a big hit against a lefty. I know that was almost a week ago now, but it was Friday leading off the ninth inning when they came back for that walk-off win against Arizona. so And he's had some pretty decent swings against lefties, so I've been kind of happy with what I've seen from Nimmo from the left side of the plate. But, look, I mean, it, the Mets are missing two key pieces, two of which are – both of which are right-handed hit power hitters. You know, they're probably two or three and five hitter. So, I mean, look, you got to replace it somehow. You're not going to go to Pete Alonso yet. You're not going to – I saw somebody, why don't you just call up Gavin Cicchini? Well, like – I'm sure they would have done that if they felt Gavin Cicchini was ready to hit at the major league level. I don't might not be the case. So this came in just nine minutes before we went live. Anthony DeComo actually said he's actually, you know, obviously he's out there in Milwaukee. Frazier strained left hamstring was doing light sprints on the field earlier. He and Cespedes strained right hip flexor are both taking full batting practice at Miller Park. Though Cespedes, to his knowledge, has not attempted to run since his injury. So, good signs. You know, these guys yeah. are doing something. Uh, but it's a I, great sign for Frazier, I think, too, because th- as we, I think the telecast noted, um, he hadn't done any running as of a day ago. So, now that he's at least trying to sprint lightly, that's excellent because that means the next step is seeing how that hamstring responds and then ramping up the running a little bit. So, I don't know, maybe if you could get him full running and then get him out to rehab assignment, you're looking two weeks to see Frazier, which about the, about the start of June. Still, we talked about this. It's still so crazy how they went about like announcing that. It was like, no big deal. Like, Frazier's on the deal. Like, mm-hmm. And it was just like, all right, 
next next man up type thing. Well, but because normally there is some kind of but there wasn't as much crazy like, Mets like he's going to try to play tonight. And then right, he right, went right, up for right, an at bat. Right. Now he's out of the lineup. And that's people so. were saying about Masarocco yeah. the other night when he got got caught on the elbow there. I mean, I've had that happen to me. My knees and my elbows a bunch right. of times. I don't think you, I don't know if you can get your elbows um, drained. I've had my knees drained a couple mm-hmm. times. But I was saying to someone online, I'm like, if it is, if that is really what it is, with that type of training staff, I'm sure it'll be down in a day or so. And he's yeah. in there. I don't know if he's in there tonight, but he was in there. He last was in night. there last night. He is in there tonight. So that's good. I mean, look, I think they definitely have curtailed some of those wacky, crazy injuries. Um, but these are two guys, Frazier and Cespedes, that you need back in the lineup stat. I was thinking about this before. Um, with the, when you trade a guy, you obviously is it's usually pending physical, right? Mm-hmm. So when, when they called up Bautista and he's on his couch at two thirty in the afternoon <laughs> on t- on Tuesday and he just flies to New York, it's just like they just give him a deal. Like they don't check. Like there's no I'm conditions. Sure they must have asked to see if they were in negotiations with him. They probably asked to see his medicals. From I'm sure they asked to. See his physical; he must have taken with the Braves. I mean, I'm assuming they share that with his. That own whole doctor. shit's crazy, though. He, he even said himself, "It's like his craziest day as a major league baseball player." So, yeah. uh, if you didn't hear about it, he was at home in Tampa. He lives pretty close to the airport. It was around two thirty. Caught like a three something flight, flew uh, straight to Laguardia. Got to the got to the the clubhouse at six thirty. He was in the starting lineup yeah. and played. Like, definitely didn't take BP on the field. Like, no. just went inside into the cages, you know, and the, doubled. Yeah, <laughs> promptly doubled. So, I mean, look, I, I'm all for it. I know people are like, well, why don't you just play a young guy? I saw one tweet. They could easily play and then named four young players. Well, the one guy that was the least happy about him getting there was Bruce because he got pulled from the lineup. And obviously, if you're trying to get your swing back, sitting for the night isn't going to help it very oh. much. But I like this tweet from Maggie Gray. There are probably people from Bautista's flight still waiting for a taxi LaGuardia. He already hit a double and scored a run. Not bad. Probably true. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you probably get like the... You've seen the um, documentary, not documentary, the uh, last play at Shea when you get the police. Uh, McCartney got the police escort to yeah. Shea. I'm sure it was something similar. I mean, it's only like three miles. You probably could have ran there faster than you can catch a cab half the time. I'm but. sure that uh, that there was a police escort. The police escorts can be arranged for stuff like that. WWE arranged them for a bunch of people. I, I know Vince does that for a lot of people. So, Do you, you think know. that's right? <laughs> you know, it's it, probably not. You know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah, in the name of entertainment, private entertainment, taxpayer funds. Yeah, I was going to say that. To, you know, as you know, as a, a taxpayer, you'd be like, well, they're going to waste money on that. You right. know, um, yeah, probably. There's not. a pothole in my street. I want to fit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. get Pro- off. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But whatever. You got you got the guy into left field in time for uh, to start against the lefty. So so it ended up working out. Um, I have to tell you, though, this Marlins series in general, um, it really, really, really rubbed me the wrong way, uh, mostly because of what the offense was I was going to say doing, but really not doing uh, four runs in three games. Like, are, are you kidding me? And uh, and it just makes that offense just makes their weaknesses so easy to exploit. On here, you know, we talk about the two Reyes eras from what was that Tuesday night? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean. Wheeler Once didn't pitch he, half bad. It just like that I changed thought, the whole dynamic of the game. I thought he pitched great. I thought Zach pitched great on Tuesday night. And it was unfortunate that those two earned, unearned runs happened. You know, Ramos threw his usual gasoline on the fire. Uh, I can't beat up on him too much. He got a big out on Monday night. But He's getting $8 million this year. That must, that must be nice. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I think he could be good. But with him, it's always been about the base runners. And uh, even the home run that he gave up to Dietrich the other night. He walked the leadoff guy, so it hurt. Uh, it hurt even more. But 
I don't know, man. It's uh, They're definitely going to have to figure out this offense because we just talked about Frazier and Zespedes. While we're seeing good signs that they're progressing. Rough, rough stretch coming up. Yeah. So, you know, like we were saying, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't do it now, you're not going to get it done in the, at the end of the season. I mean, the, the, if you look at the last 10 games, the whole, the whole analyst is basically playing 6-4 and four baseball right now, right. at least over the last 10. Mm-hmm. So you're not making ground one way or the other. But now we got the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Then we're going to, uh, to Atlanta. Atlanta. Then we come home for the Cubs and the Yankees. So like There's the Orioles in between there. So there's a little powder puff in between the Yankees series. But still, and you don't have a day off in there until Tuesday before the Orioles game. Uh, it's Tuesday the 4th is their next off day so yeah they're gonna have to uh get this in gear quickly we're gonna go to the phones really quickly and it is somebody very special because it is someone who was so awesome enough to give us something very cool for our set it's patty what's up patty oh not a whole lot thank you so much for this i i was overwhelmed by the the response everyone showed with that it was Quite, uh, I, I, feel, I feel like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so if you're listening afterwards and you don't know what we're talking about here, Patty, did you mail this to us? I know there was like a family effort. I did. All I right, did. so Patty mailed this over, and it, it's awesome. And if you actually were able to get this licensed by Major League Baseball, you can make a million dollars. But the, the top of the grinder is, a, uh, is the apple, the home run apple. And then yeah. the, the rest of it looks like a baseball bat. And then, obviously, the Mets logo and, like, the little baseballs there. So I posted this the other day. This thing is massive, too. I, I've, Patty, have you seen what – I don't think they even do it anymore. They did, like, a game. Frazier gave Flores a pepper grinder. Did you see that? Yes, I did. And I kind of knocked it on the internet. I said, you, this <laughs> Kind is, of knocked it? <laughs> I said, this is what you give as a gift, like, as, like, a celebration uh, <laughs> trophy. This is the thing they should be using. So – Maybe if, if, he, if he replies, I added him on the internet. If he replies, I'll try to get it in his hands. But uh, this is yeah, great. You, you, let, you let him know, and, and I will push my nephew to make an extra one. I, I bought, when I, I tell you, it all started, I don't even remember what it was, but when I seen them doing the, the pepper grinder or whatever, every time they got a hit, I'm like, that just looks so much fun. Yeah, and anything. Brian and I talk about this. I mean, there are some cheesy things different players and teams do, but anything that makes the clubhouse light and the guys can get behind. I mean, if you watch the other night, Frazier obviously isn't playing, but when Bautista got his first hit, he looked into the dugout. He did it and, like, you know, tapped his chest like, hey, you know, I'm on the team, you know. So it's cool. And thank you so much for this. Did you you email me today with an address, right? Or, or shirt sizes or something? information and everything. Awesome. Yeah, so, I want to yeah, get something out to him. We're hoping that because I haven't even gotten mine yet. I'm like, I at least need one to send to the seven line. And now I'm like, all right, now you got, we got to light a fire under you, Chris. You got to make mine before because we're coming. Uh, we'll be at the Cubs game next Saturday with you guys. Awesome! All the way from where are you again? We're in Omaha. That's insane. Awesome. That's awesome. So I don't know if they're going to let you bring this weapon into no, the no, stadium. No, no, no. <laughs> try to bring it, but maybe gonna, to the tailgate party. We're going to treat it like the traveling gnome. We're just going to kind of go around town and take pictures with it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. what we're going to do. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I'll definitely get some stuff out to you guys. And I'll see you on the second. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you next Saturday. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks. Patty.
That's uh, very, very we, cool. We just skipped over this a little bit accidentally, but I did want to mention something that actually is pretty big in the business world that you actually tweeted before you got here. Yeah. Uh, big roster shakeup here. We were under the impression that Under Armour was going to start making the jerseys as early as, I think, next year. And then it got pushed to 2020, and now they're out. Yeah, yeah. The original deal was that they were going to take over in 2020. That timeline got moved up to 2019. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and then, and then they pushed it back to 2020 again. Uh, but Under Armour is going through a lot of upheaval. Their stock price is all over. It's it's not a good time for them. So they're out. They're out of the deal. They pulled out of the deal, and Nike pounced on this very, yeah. very quickly. I, Which I am so excited about. I don't know how much it's going to change, because for, for at least for the uh, consumer of the product, because Fanatics is just announced this week that they're going to uh, be making all – the uh, replica jerseys for the NFL, but they'll still have Nike's uh, logo on it. So um, you're going to have Fanatics made jerseys, but with Nike's branding still on it. So I have a feeling that'll be similar for the for the replica and the authentic. Because we talked MLB about this jerseys. last year, like I don't know if Majestic is still going to have involvement in that at all, or maybe they ha- they'll do the replicas or whatever yeah. for baseball. But you know, obviously, since the season ticket holders get jerseys, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to have any type of involvement with Nike. But well, I can say this: I don't own any Under Armour stuff. I have yeah. one shirt from Spring Training I got for free. I've never purchased Under Armour. Okay. I don't know if you Neither have, but like I, do, I have yeah. a lot of I love Nike Under stuff, Armor. and not that like it I matters love if you. Nike. I'm such a Nike girl. I don't know if it really yeah. matters to people if you wear like the same, like if you wear like an Adidas shirt and like Nike shoes at the same time. I don't I know if that's a big deal. I hope not. Oh, really? <laughs> I hope it doesn't matter. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it probably it probably matters to like the Kardashians. But I'm sure it matters to somebody. Uh, Two I, times using Kardashians tonight. It's weird. I, did, it's weird. I will tell no, you. No, Patty used Kardashians too. She felt like a Kardashian. Oh, I no. will tell you though that uh, <laughs> you know our friends at New Balance, and I'm not just saying this because they they hooked us up with that event. The their stuff I had never ever 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 worn, and I just uh, just was not a New Balance guy. I was always wore Nike stuff. Yeah. Later on, Under Armour, and they're like the most comfortable shoes I own now. So it's like so. I'm all oh, the ones they gave us. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on. New I'm not Balance big now. on having my name on the back, and I yeah, I'm, I'm I still waiting to try to get one of those um, like thread pullers that some people do that on yeah, the, yeah. On the uh, yeah. not to <laughs> really uh, no, promote okay. it, but some people don't like the New Era flag on a hat, so yes, they take it off. A lot of people do that. Uh, and Nico. Sorry to, is our, our boy Nico? He's going to the All Star game or something like Triple A All Star game. I guess like it's his, it's his thing. Cool, it's pretty cool. So have fun if you're watching. Nice. Uh, so unfortunately, we do have to talk about the standings here. Uh, I did write something a couple days ago, and it's still true. Two games back. So went last week when the papers are obviously trying to get clicks on the website and sell copies of the papes because we obviously know that that's a dying uh, dying breed these days. Uh, you know, it's it's okay to be upset the way that the Mets have been playing lately, especially in the fashion they've been losing, but they still are only two games back in a loss column. So mm-hmm. let's not throw in the towel just yet. Yep. Uh, they are in fourth, fourth place in the National League East, 24 and 21, only leading the Marlins. And uh, tonight we got our boy, our Long Island boy, Matt's on the mound against Davies, and uh, that's an 8-10 start. Or I think SNY. Last night was actually on Channel 11, yeah. which, which uh, I think is kind of rare for a weekday. They're yeah, it messed me up a little bit. I was like, whoop. You throw on 60, and then, like, yeah. I wonder how that works, too, because they don't have to actually change the logos on the mics or anything. It's like SNY's show, not on SNY's channel. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. I know they obviously determine it. They have a certain amount of, whatever, it's 20-something games on picks. But I don't know. I don't know how they pick that schedule. 
No pun intended. <laughs> um, so if you want to chat, give us a call, 631-388-5195. Uh, we will take a couple, maybe one or two calls, and then also play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Clear. Um, like we talked about in the jump, Davey Johnson is coming out with a book, mm-hmm. and um, yes. we are going to give away a couple copies for free, but he also has a book signing coming up he does where you can meet the one and only davy johnson at one o'clock p.m on friday june 1st at barnes and noble located at fifth avenue and 46th street in manhattan the legendary manager of the new york mets will sign his memoir about his major league career from his playing di- days as an all-star second baseman to his 1986 world series title win with the amazing mets meet davy on friday june 1st at 1 p.m at barnes and noble 555 fifth avenue in manhattan that's got to be a little difficult for a lot of fans to get to Manhattan unless they maybe take their lunch break. They already work I think in the city. a lot city. of people do that. And that's a convenient location. So if you are yeah. in Manhattan next Friday at 1 p.m., go check that out. Meet Davey. Uh, like we talked about in the jump, um, the uh, there's a lot going on in this book, obviously. And it's not just about him being the Mets manager, obviously, even though he is on the cover. Uh, a lot of good quotes here in the back of different, you know, other prominent players who want to give their two cents about how awesome Davey is. But when you actually pull up the stats here, it's kind of crazy how short the leash was with Davey and the Mets. If, yes. you, if you look, if you look at it, he was only two games under 500 in 1990 when he got got the can for Buddy Harrelson. Yeah, but you know that that was had a, to be something brewing. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, if you look at it, he came in in 1984, and then a couple years later, he won the World Series. But his Mets managerial career uh, over seven years, 595 and 417, a 588 winning percentage. Yes, yeah, and still, he was two games under, 42 games in, and he was out. Yeah, and still the uh, and still the most wins by any Mets manager. I think he would he would have survived all that if there was a wild card right i mean if during his era there was a wild card entry i think they would have been the wild card probably i think one of the years of 84 and 85 and then 87 and maybe another year in there so that's I, crazy though yeah yeah to, i mean look you know, how many look games at, they won in 84 and 85 yeah. and they they didn't <laughs> they didn't even make the playoffs yeah yeah but I, I don't know like look at how long the leash was with tc and how long he was around you know and like this guy was two games under and he's out yeah, like that's pr- it's easy to make up two games. You're only forty two games in. Right. The guy was was knocked out for Buddy. I think that was a different. Uh, it was just the start of a different a different era. I think. I think you know you look at where the team had gone and uh, the stars were had either left or started to leave. And you know Keith was in Cleveland by then, and and I think Gary Carter had left by then too. Uh, Daryl Strawberry. I forget what year he went to the Dodgers when Daryl went there, but it had to be around the same time. Uh, so yeah, he went to the Do- well. No, he went to the Dodgers in uh, '99 and 2000. No, I mean Strawberry. Oh, I'm when, sorry. As for the breakup of the team. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, but, that, but that's yeah, but that's okay. But uh, yeah, I think that it was just a it's just a shift in culture. I'm still not sure if it was the right call because they really didn't settle on a on a functional culture in that franchise again until Bobby Valentine and one can debate. How functional that was, but um, yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, Davey was great at what he did, and he'll be remembered fondly for it forever. There was something in here that I don't know, maybe this is common knowledge, but uh, Davey went and gave a trophy to Bryce Harper when he was 16 years old for hitting the longest home run in a tournament. It was 400 feet when he was just 16 years old. Uh, when Bryce Entered the 2010 draft that year, he advised the Nationals to make up the number one draft pick. I'm glad they listened. So. If he had a hand in it, I mean, he advised. Easy to say now. I was going to say, you know, everybody kind of advised the Nationals to make Bryce Harper the number one draft pick. But 
Uh, how about he advises Bryce Harper to sign with the Mets next year? <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, if you want to play What's in the Box, give us a call. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. Next person to get through will play. While you're at it, share the show. Retweet the show. You will get a copy, well, not if you retweet, if you get chosen, you will get a copy of Davy Johnson's new book. And if you are around, uh, set a reminder and check him out next Friday at Barnes & Noble's, uh, 1 p.m. Uh, I do want to pull up this thing I skipped over before. This is pretty incredible, this graphic that the Mets put up. So Jacob DeGrom in May, 19 innings pitch, 29 strikeouts, and .47 ERA. So uh, do you think that he is the – who cares if, if they are considered the ace or not? But is he the ace? Yes. Okay. So does that matter to – do you think it matters to the players when – I brought this up last year, and you're like, well, wins – I don't know if you said it or someone on the internet said it. Like, wins don't really matter anymore. Uh, they matter because I think that the player wants to get that W next to their name. As far as, like, a Cy Young is concerned, I guess they don't look at that as closely. You want a low ERA more right. than a bunch of wins, right? Like, right. what did Vargas have last year? Like, 18 wins or whatever yeah. he had. So it's like, well, what was his ERA? High threes? Right. It's like, if you want a low – I think that you want a low ERA over the win, but it's stupid to say that it doesn't matter to these guys if they get a victory. Yeah, no, I think it matters. Um, I don't. I think it matters if the team wins. I think that's the bigger thing. I mean, look, if well, yeah, if if Castro had popped out and they went one one to the ninth, and then Wilmer hit a walk off single in the bottom of the ninth, and they won two to one, I think that's a lot easier pill to swallow. Then it's like, well, who cares if I got the winner? I didn't. But to know that you get one seven shutout and that was that and then you <laughs> and then the team coughed up the the win I think it's a lot harder and look Jake couldn't have done much more than he did last night his pitch count was over 100 when they took him out after the seventh uh I think that he I mean he was brilliant what else can you say it wasn't Familia's night it's gonna happen um so I look I don't know I don't think it bothers him necessarily but uh, I think the overall team loss bothers him more than anything else. Well, yeah, I mean, you want your, your team to get that W, but I just don't know how it looks when it comes to, like, all-star game selection and all that other stuff. If it, You know, we talked about it last week. Him and Estrubel are probably the only guys right now that are going to be making it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the victories count. I mean, and, and you know, uh, say what you want. ERA counts more, I guess, but whatever. Oh. Um, so even though we did have a little bit of a rough start here in the beginning – we do still have our segment, What's in the Box, to get going. So give us a call, 631-388-5195. Give us a shout. I think Lizzie's got someone calling now, and uh, we will get them on the line in just a moment. Um, who else is pitching this weekend? Uh, it's everybody but Jake, <laughs> as a matter <laughs> of fact. Um, uh, it's Matt's today, uh, I believe. Let's see. How does that shake out? Um, Syndergaard goes Saturday. Which means you have in the middle Vargas. of the, I think Vargas is game two, and then that would make Wheeler game four, right? And then I, I think Jake would start the first game of the doubleheader on Monday. Memorial Day doubleheader, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, you know what? I got to look into that. You ever buy tickets on StubHub that get uh, rained out? What happens? Oh, yeah, because you had I you had a ticket tickets for, for that Atlanta. club access, right. and then it got rained out. And I got an email from... StubHub after to tell me about it, like what the policy was. Right. It never said anything about a refund. Okay. So I got to look into that because you those do. those tickets are probably worth a lot of money now. Especially I got them on a, on the cheap because it was raining. Yeah. And it's that club area where it's like unlimited food and drinks yeah. and whatever. I got to do that like you, now. I was gonna say you can make <laughs> a nice little pretty penny there. I, oh, I owe Shoe actually hundred bucks off that. Oh, see. I forgot. I forgot to go. pay him. 
All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Hey, there's a familiar name. Kylie is on the line to play What's in the Box. What's up, Kylie? What's up, guys? What's going on? Oh, you know, I'm just at work watching the podcast on my computer instead uh, of working. Hopefully nice. you don't get in trouble. I'm the only one here, so it's gravy. <laughs> Very nice. All right, Kylie, we'll hang in while I do my little read here. It is time for everybody's favorite game show. It's What's in the Box, and it's brought to you by Clear. Beating the lines of both the airport and the ballpark have never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine Major League Baseball teams, including our New York Mets. Always want to beat those lines, always want to get through security quickly, and there's no faster way to do it. Then to sign up with a new Clear Ballpark membership, plus air tra- make air travel frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three months of a free airport membership. So sign up today at clearme.com with the promo code 7LINEARMY. That is clearme.com. All right, Kylie, so let's do this. One, two, three, or four. You know how we do it. Uh, um, okay, I'm going to go with... Oh, pressure's on. Um, box two. <laughs> You know, I don't think anyone picks four ever. It's always two. I'm just gonna pick four and then I panic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too because we call it "What's in the Box." And there's only like two boxes. The other one's always like envelopes, but whatever. You get the point. All right, give me a second here. We got a we got a little daisy situation. There you go. There we go. Well, you definitely know it's gonna be a hat, so that's good. I, like Mike doesn't have enough hats. I well, it's no, Kylie. It's what? It's not a hat and it's in a box. A shirt in a box. No way. Yes. The magic is back. A shirt in a box? You cut a hole in the box. Uh, <laughs> hole in the box. The magic is back. So there you go. Oh, thank you. I, I, I imagine that you will promptly cut the sleeves off and make this into a gym shirt. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kylie. So we know your info. We will get this out to you. Thanks, Kylie. All right, guys, I will hopefully see you soon. If not, I'll see you all in Toronto. Awesome. Yes. Bye, Kylie. Don't, don't work too bring hard. Your sunscreen, bring your sunscreen to Arizona, guys. It's going to be brutal. I'm not spending any time outdoors in Arizona, so I'm, oh, I'm all good with that. Oh, you are up. Just a <laughs> yeah. fun person it's to be amazing. around. <laughs> all right, let it, Kylie. I hope you, get, you should have an award to get the most burned. I vote Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> or Keith. All right, guys, have a good night. Later. Right. Bye. So speaking of that... Um, I did lock down the information for our pregame party. Uh, I'm probably going to write a blog post about it tomorrow, but we're going to a place called The Deuce, if you want to look it up. It is in Arizona. It's very close to the ballpark. It's going to be, like, seriously, 116 degrees there. Uh-huh. So I hopefully hopefully it's a quick enough walk. People are like, oh, it's a dry heat. Don't worry about it. But uh, they're going to stop with, I think, $3 cans of beer, $4 imports and IPAs and drafts, and uh, a lot cheaper in Arizona than you would get in New York City. So uh, we are very excited about that. Thanks to the Deuce for hooking us up. Obviously, all you got to do is go to the bar and wear your event shirt, and that's how you will get hooked up. Uh, we are going to do our little share contest here now. Uh, Lizzie will do the Facebook. I will do the Twitter. If you haven't done it yet, you have about a second. If not, we appreciate your downloads. If you're listening afterwards on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good stuff, iTunes, we appreciate it. Maybe hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review, and uh, check back every Friday morning for a brand new episode on orangeandbluething.com. Maybe also follow our Twitter account, orangeblueThing. There is no uh, end because it's too long, so orangeblueThing. So we have some right, Time's up. Here. I'm refreshing. I am scrolling down. Stop. Okay. Um, at the Chelsea... 
Stern at the Chelsea Stern has got a copy of Davy Johnson's book coming her way. Did you do Facebook yet? You gotta tell me when to stop. Uh, stop. Eric Kincaid. Kincaid. All right, there so send go. Eric a direct message. I will send one also to Chelsea. And you guys got copies of Davy's book. Uh, if you are tuning in late, next Friday, Davy Johnson's book signing at Barnes & Noble's in New York City. Go check that out if you got the time. If not, I'm sure it's wherever books are sold. So see you guys next week, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, Facebook and Periscope, afterwards on orangeandbluething.com. Uh, let's go Mets. Let's go Mats. Got to get this uh, series victory. Just keep winning series, and uh, hopefully the Mets luck turns in a positive direction because it hasn't been looking too pretty lately. Keep the faith. You got to believe in all that good stuff. So see you guys later. Later. Bye. Let's go, let's go.